welcome. <laughs> You're already laughing. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kicking and Streaming Podcast. I am your host, Johnny Lake, and joining me today, as always, the 6'4 Stallion, the Philly Kid himself, Kevin Hill. Kev, how's it going? It's so great to be hanging out with you in your room recording another <laughs> podcast. I was afraid at the beginning there that you weren't going to get the intro out. Like you were. <laughs> I was. I was paused there for mm-hmm. a second with just like my mouth open. Yeah, and it was a looking f- at my yeah. laundry. <laughs> I don't know if I was trying to think of a better place to put my laundry or a better intro. Well, I think laundry on the floor has always traditionally been in a corner of the room and that is lined that up that is the scariest corner of the corner room, of the room. Yeah. it's the corner between the door to the bathroom and my closet mm-hmm. which is you're just not a, over there much i mean well i mean there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of traffic going back and forth between you know my bureau and the bathroom if i'm you know getting dressed in the morning getting ready to go to work sure and so that's just, you know, it's just on the way there. But my bad habit is that I don't have anything to hold my bag up. And so I'm in the shitty habit of kind of like I'll, if I'll grab a lot of things off my like off my bed, a lot of dirty clothes, because they end up there sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then they'll just end up getting tossed on top of the laundry bag, not actually carefully put inside it. Yeah, we've got some stuff on top of the laundry There's bag. There's probably yeah. two pairs of socks, a shirt, and some underwear just sitting on top of like five days worth of laundry there well thanks for cleaning up before we recorded this podcast you're so Johnny. welcome appreciate Kevin. it yeah i'm glad you could get home in time uh, i'm glad to be <laughs> back here and people say this podcast dragged at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> do people say that <laughs> they might All well these, yeah. um in the spirit of not dragging ass yeah um dragon ass <laughs> dragon ass man dragon ass <laughs> not dragon ass not the fiery mythological creature not ass. not lizard rump mm-hmm now, but when dragging dragons, ass. When dragons fart, does fire come out of their buttholes? Is, is someone has someone lit a match well, near their well, butt? Because I've done that. Fire, co- no, no, no. This is natural fire coming out of buttholes. Well, no, I mean, fire is because okay. fire comes out of one hole, and it comes out of the nostrils. Does it come out of the nostrils? Yes. Or does the smoke come out of the nostrils? I think smoke and a little flame. I think the nostrils nostrils are the exhaust. Most dragons. I think the nostrils are the exhaust, and I think they've got like a special kind of hole, like in in their in the mouth where the fire comes out. I don't think the fire just comes out of their throat. Oh, it's like so you know the human female vagina. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We won't go there. Same general concept. (laughs) You're, relatively speaking, acquainted with it. I don't have one, so I'll never know, just to cover my bases Neither of us speaking from personal experience uh, or mastery. People say the podcast drags at the beginning. (laughs) Last last episode, Kevin, we uh, we watched a fun little movie called Cowboys vs. Dinosaurs. Yes. We did. I was about to say cowboys and dinosaurs, but these these cowboys well, and these dinosaurs were decidedly yeah. opposed to one another. Mm, Vehemently yeah. opposed. Uh, the the dinosaurs wanted to seemingly kill everything, mm-hmm. and the cowboys wanted to get out, get of out, the town? or kill the dinosaurs. Well, shout out to the one cowboy who was the guy in the mine initially. 
Yeah. Who took shit from the 19 and a half year old, you know, mine. Uh, yeah. Oh, my leader. God. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the project, the construction <laughs> project manager. That the evil biz- British businessman at one point goes, and they said I shouldn't hire someone out of college. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't yeah, have. Probably not a great idea, Probably dude. need an experienced person to, you know, mine ancient treasures. Yeah. I I'm, I'm imagine that was a multi-million dollar kind of dig site up there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you were right. The dude... We're not going to remember anyone's names. No. First of all. This is, and we have no actors to use. <laughs> like, using Josh Hartnett and the lovers. Like, it was just like, Josh did this, Josh did well, that. Well, except for um, Eric... Uh... Oh, Eric Roberts Eric was in Roberts it. was in it, and he had six lines. Well, he had the uh, best intro of all time. Just a guy just, like, using, like, the SNL puke machine yeah. as he threw up all over the jail cell. Yeah. And then reunited with his son. He did. He puked in multiple places. It looked like he was marking his territory. I yeah. was I was going to say he You could almost see the peeing. tube that was coming out of his sleeve as yeah. he went. Ugh. He just puts his hand up by his face like, "Oh, I'm so sick." <laughs> yeah. But weirdly, you you're watching the movie and you're just like this is bad acting. And then you see Eric Roberts who's like an actor known for kind of bad acting being like an 80s phenom and mm-hmm. having bad acting but just him is like on a better level yeah he comes into the movie and you're like yeah. oh wait i forgot what movies could be and could make me I feel acting i forget i forgot acting <laughs> yeah i, I forgot, forgot. I, thought they, I thought these were just people yeah. in front of a camera yeah just real just, just some real authentic awkward people from a montana town yeah. that they just like like just with the documentary crew rolled up and just like didn't explain anything. They were just like, uh, "I'll have the the special, <laughs> I'll a cup special. of coffee, one special cup of coffee." <laughs> but yeah, literally, it was like like a film crew ride. Like the location scouts were like, "We're gonna film here. I'm sure there's like a local theater in town we can pull local actors from." And then they showed up to the Montana town. And they were like, "We don't have a theater here." Yeah. And they're just like, "Oh, well." Anybody want to be in this for two weeks? <laughs> we'll give you free lunch specials and coffee. There you go. They they probably got the whole town to sign up for that. They probably just had the, the whole town, the whole Montana town, like cast and crew and mm-hmm. casting and and all that. It well, was we like, saw it was the a whole team end credits. Effort. I remember it was like filmed entirely in Montana. That's right. Which I mean, blew I blew like, my mind. Yeah, I know, right, Vancouver. Yeah. Um, we thought it was British Columbia, but which, I guess I mean, didn't want those really, tax if you're, credits. If you're to guess that, it's not. You've got a pretty high rate of success on mm-hmm. on most like B movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I the the last movie we watched, um, Love and what's it called? Love and Honor, Honor and Love, Love uh, and Honor, Love and Honor. That was fully made in Michigan. This was fully made in Montana. I'm liking wow, these. We should awful... do every state. We like, yeah, yeah. Ev- filmed the, entirely in the the know, worst Missouri. Yeah, the worst film filmed entirely in Maine. <laughs> Uh, Cider House Rules? No, it's pretty good. Is that in Maine? It's set in Maine. There's probably a crappy Stephen King movie directed by Stephen King set in Maine that we could find. (laughs) Which would be better than any of the movies we've watched thus far. Yeah, absolutely. There's a scene I want to talk to you about. From, oh, let me guess. Is it in the first 20 minutes of the movie? It is. Does does the scene involve four women? Four young women? Yeah. You okay? And one, I, and one, I have a gripe. I have a gripe, Kevin. <laughs> I have a gripe. <laughs> you continue to use the verbiage skinny dipping. These women were in 
bathing suits or underwear. Yeah. Hard hard to tell. That is not skinny dipping. Skinny dipping is fully nude. Skinny dipping is full nude. Balls to the wind. Well, can you tell me what the reason was they all gathered together and went into the water? Because it didn't look like they were skinny dipping, I guess, and it didn't look like they were going in there to swim. Yeah, no, it looked very cold. Like they, they, all... they looked extremely uncomfortable when they walked into yeah, the water. Yeah, and they all were like... Had their arms around their, yeah. you know, chest to like keep warm. Yeah, they were they were like rubbing their own shoulders yeah. as they like waded into the water, like up to the knee deep. And no one ever explained why they were in the water. Like they weren't like it's a girl's tradition before Sky leaves. Yep, I remember Sky. I was gonna say that's the one name that I remember. She yeah. was wearing the white bathing suit, and everyone else and was, everyone wearing else was wearing black. And I commented, and you made a black hat comment. Yeah. Black hat, white hat, yeah, Westworld, exactly. Come back, but it was it was just like they explained. They just need a scene where, like, there was like scantily clad women, yeah, and the women, and then a, and then a weird and guy the shows four up. Four women actresses realized, oh, this is what the scene is for, and they all realized it while they like while they were filming, filming it. <laughs> and the directors and the crew got all awkward, and like they were like, I guess we're doing this in one take because. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's realizing it and then i swear to god the the first of all not an attractive man no just like Pretty weird lifeguard dude yeah weird looking face perv like yeah. they call him a perv he <laughs> and he was like sneaking around and stuff as if like seeing like four women in bathing suits was like the craziest yeah. thing and to they him. were on like an open range how did they not see him coming up but he didn't show up in a car so he must have been like robert de niro king of comedy like holding <laughs> on underneath the car as there's drove. there's a lot of unexplained um unmentioned like plot and narrative dynamics going on that yeah. that almost don't even feel yeah. worth it to like go into because <laughs> of how awful like the writing and, and the directing we and barely the mentioned is. the dinosaurs. No, I, that's the, I know, I know. We went all the way in on the humans, and it, it, this is this movie had the worst CGI of any movie that I've ever finished. <laughs> good, po good point on finish. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just the same animation and CGI of the Velociraptors. Yeah, like the Velociraptors people. jumping up out of the hole and like looking around and being like. Like, was so good. But it was done so quickly, so, like, they, so didn't, good, I mean so bad. they didn't have to render the 3D models. Yeah. It was literally, like, 2D, um, you know, plastered a on thing there. A stuck on a layer yeah. stuck on a screen. Exactly, yeah. It was, like, you know, the most basic CGI. Fun stuff. Uh, but it was... It had some moments that were kind of, like, trashy fun. Yeah. Um, But it was just... It was bad. Oh, I, I do want to mention one thing that has stuck with me. Okay. It's the actor who played the sheriff. Mm -hmm. Number one, it was like a 58-year-old man. Yeah, and he... Dating uh, Sky. Yeah. Who, who presumably is yeah. like maybe, maybe yeah. 32. And he's supposed to be the bad guy, apparently, or like the guy we don't want Sky to be with. He's got a face for a bad guy. Yeah, even though he threw out like the... Well, all the bad things the cowboy did Yeah. to her. And we're just like, whoa, domestic abuse, drugs... Like yeah, yeah, alcohol, yeah. Like, okay. Uh, like, he lost his mojo, spiraled into depression and drink, and then started beating her. It's like the writer was like, 
oh my god, we're in the late 2000s. The big thing is anti-heroes. I'm going to make an anti-hero. But then he forgot that anti-heroes have to be likable and have redemption. Yeah. And he's just like, well, if he kills a bunch of Velociraptors, that's redemption. So that check marks redemption right there. <laughs> I guess. Right. So but now... he forgot to, he went too far with like the traits he needs to redeem. Yeah. Or I'm not sorry, redeem. Like just like the anti-hero stuff. It's yeah. just like, you know, it's like Tony Soprano, like, you know, you like him in the be- in the first episode because you know he's feeding the ducks, and, and you funny. know, and then you realize he you know chases someone down the car, and you're just like, oh yeah, he's a mobster. <laughs> but the sheriff's eyes in the movie, did you remember that? No. He, like a character would say something to him, like sassy to him, when he squint at him or no, something? the opposite. He would get all bug eyed. He would be like, like say something. Uh, like people can't see it, Kevin. Well, I'll just try to get a reaction from you. Be like, there's too many velociraptors out there. I just saw a T-Rex running down the street. No T-Rexes are in this mine. <laughs> That's pretty good. You would tilt his head and then like give him bug eyes and just be like, I know that the town. <laughs> and then he teamed up with the evil British business guy yeah. towards the end. He, like, all in all, that wasn't a good character. Sky wasn't really a good character because she wasn't she's fleshed out. Because it was probably a full male cast of writers and she was a woman. Cast of writers? Yeah, full male cast of writers. I think uh, whatever the Jewish name was <laughs> with the director, written and directed uh, by some, Ari. Something Ari. Ari Novak. Ari Novak. Wow. wow. God, I we, pulled that we one gotta look up his uh, filmography. Yeah. yeah. Shouts to Ari. Um, so. I don't know if I really have any more takeaways. It was probably one I'm of the sur- worst. We've talked about it a lot longer than I thought we would. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, there were we've watched much better movies. Let's uh, let's pick yeah. a new one for next week. Sounds good. Whose turn is it? <sighs> you want to do rock paper scissors for it? Just one, one shot. One shot. One rock paper scissors. No best two out of three. You can't call it. We're just doing it. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors shoot. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors shoot. shoot. Yes! Uh, I threw paper. Johnny, I threw rock. We right, tied with scissors in the beginning there. bowl on over here. Yeah, you got it. Is this bowl ever going to be used for food ever again? No. Well, we have six of those bowls. So there's plenty to be used for soup. Soup. And pasta. <laughs> what is it? We picked this one last week. Oh. You want to guess Spiders? It? Yeah, <laughs> man. Look it up. Maybe see if it's working now. For some reason, spiders just Do you, came back. You, it's on Amazon, right? I put a lot on Amazon or Netflix. I don't even remember writing this okay. one. I think it's... It's got to be bad. It can't be like that Anaconda movie. Or not Anaconda. Uh, Arachno. You think, do you think it's Spiders 3D from 2013 or Spiders from, from 2000? Uh, ah, Spiders 3D had a budget of... Oh, I thought that said fifty-seven million. It's seven million. <laughs> oh, well. uh, I have, I have no freaking idea. I think we get the point of what this movie's about. Spiders. We can move on. Yeah, let's pick another. New in town. New in town. From two thousand nine. Not the John Mulaney stand-up special, which is great. Yeah. Um, if only. I'm guessing it's about someone who's new in town. A Miami businesswoman adjusts a busy, to her... A busy businesswoman. <laughs> a Miami businesswoman adjusts to her new life in a tiny Minnesota town. 
Um, with so that uh, sounds I'm dreadful. guessing a slacker, Mick, well respected in the community. Uh, do you want to guess who the lead actress is? Who? Renee Zellweger. Well, I didn't guess. <laughs> You just told me. Well, you asked. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you did. All right, do you want to know who's the male lead? Give me Harry three. Connick Jr. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> game, let's just move it along. Let's just move it along. All right, get, Kevin, Harry, we both know what I we do want. I do like Harry Connick Jr. in like a I wish I was him kind of male <laughs> fantasy way. This is just like the guy, male fantasy. Guy can, <laughs> guy can act, sing, and dance. Triple threat. Kevin, we both know what movie we want to... I can do all three of those, but only like at a quarter. <laughs> Not even a quarter talent. Yeah. November Criminals, 2017. Oh, I do remember picking this one. Because it's got that um, guy from Baby Driver in it, but apparently it's bad. It's oh, bad. it's got... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this is a crime drama film directed by Sasha Gervasi and written by Sasha Gervasi and Stephen Knight based on Sam Munson's 2010 novel, The November Criminals. Oh. What's it got on, like, the ratings? I know it's really bad. Uh, just a moment. It's uh, two and a half stars on IMDb. Out of ten, right? No, that's, uh, that's out of five. But it's oh. got a 5.2 out of ten. Okay. That's only uh, that's only forty five hundred ratings. <laughs> so, right. what do we think? We got spiders, we got November criminals, and we got new in town. Um, Johnny, I think spiders is gonna go back in the it's gonna go back in the bucket. Well, there may be a day when we're ready to watch this movie, but that day ready is to not figure today. out what movie it is. <laughs> Can we just watch dinosaurs? I don't think yeah. I don't think spiders is a far enough departure from that. It's okay. going back in the bowl. So we got November Criminals and New in Town. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, Renee. Do you want to just say it on three? What One, do you think? Two, two three, three. November Criminals. Okay, okay. sounds good. <laughs> am, I, am I calling all the shots here? Um, just um, let's uh, let's go ahead and throw away New in Town. You got it. Hand it to yeah, me. Yeah, check that. I'm just gonna. Oh. Oh, that's oh. the sound effects. That's good. Never. I like that. Uh, well, we watched to keep that, put that uh, somewhere safe. Oh, November criminals, our little, yeah, our little uh, little slice of paper there. And uh, this is our first Amazon Prime stream. Is it really? Yes. Shout out to Amazon Prime. I finally got an Amazon Prime membership a couple uh, couple months ago. Wow. Yeah. You just got a membership months ago. You just got it. I, I think just got it has passed. <laughs> I don't know, I'm man. Sorry, I don't. Mean How long to be has a, it been around? I don't mean to be a dick. How long has Amazon Prime been around? But I just got. He yeah, has like two week window. Nah, you can't say it's a case I by case basis. It it's ago. a case by case basis Mon- for a thing like Amazon Prime. How many months? Kevin, Kevin, you know what months? I just picked up? What? You know, I just started An checking Xbox out Christianity. <laughs> just started checking that out a couple you know, years ago. You know what I just got? A couple years ago, a Christianity. I'm 21. Christianity is more than 2,000 years old. Yeah. I just picked it up a couple years ago. Well, Amazon you must Prime, have it very popular I've product. Never seen you talk about it or very popular product, Amazon Prime. Most <sighs> people have had it since uh, roughly 2011 to 2014 or so. I, in the year 2018, got just got it a couple months ago. Great. Can okay. you free okay. ship me some Amazon Basics? 
You want some Amazon Pantry stuff? Some Prime Pantry? I want some Prime Pantry Basic. Kevin, you want to talk straight, about basic? Straight from the nearest warehouse. Speaking of basic, basic. There was a there was a little trailer that came out this week. Oh, there so, is. So, uh, little uh, little film called Solo, um, a Star Wars story. Mm-hmm. It's about um, young Han Solo, played by Alden Ehrenreich, surrounded by nefarious characters, played by actors like Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, the great Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see this trailer? I have seen this trailer. And he says with a smirk growing on his face. I just, I, the intro was like a little bit like those, you know, nerdy like reaction videos. It was like, hey guys, just tra- saw the new Han Solo trailer. Have you checked it out? We're about to do a reaction video for you right now. Wait, it was actually like that? Well, that's like what some YouTube videos are. You're like oh, trying oh, to find true. the trailer and then like you click you on one and it's click a, on the wrong video. It's a guy named Bryce in a tiny room in Los Angeles just being like, hey, this is my reaction. Hey, man, we're so, all Bryce. We're all Bryce on the inside <laughs> and outside because we're both white. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kevin, tell me your thoughts. Um. Well, this is the official, official you know, trailer. Yeah, now that the movie's yeah, other three stuff weeks was away. teasers where they just you know give us a little action of the Millennial <laughs> the, Falcon. The, the, the motion you little, did with your hand little, near your pelvis there was <laughs> little, t- little tease. They're called little teaser tease, trailers teaser. for a reason. That's true. Um, I really liked the first forty-five seconds of the trailer <laughs> because it was going for like a little like like um artsy almost weirdly like Wes Anderson-y like the reactions of the characters and like the camera angles that's true and then it just turned into the basic another dramatic line here we go punch it battle crap and so I wonder if like I'm wondering now when we see the movie which we're gonna see I think I'm gonna movie pass it I'm not, oh, I'm not giving Disney that money. You. I'm not giving Disney that $16. Uh, I wonder if it's going to have a lot more of a, this is a weird, quirky thing from the Phil Lord and Chris Miller stuff, and then this is like more traditional Ron Howard filmmaking. So you think this movie is going to be made like a quilt? I think you it's going to be a lot. A lot of clear differentiations of where in the movie certain cooks were had their hands in the in the soup yeah because there's reshoots for rogue one i remember there were but that movie came that movie was that's a good movie dude but you couldn't really tell where there were reshoots right Right. it was cohesive you see movies and you're like oh there were reshoots like the lovers definitely had reshoots (laughs) we know that because it took them like six years to make it (laughs) not quite five years let's be fair But yeah, it was, and that's what I'm just worried about is there's gonna be like two different movies. That's always the fear with reshoots. Yeah. What do you think of the trailer, like as a whole? It got me excited. So just uh, as far as its goals of like what it is as a trailer, it it succeeded. Um, I I love I love that. we as people that are into film and movies go so crazy analyzing trailers like even if not necessarily for it's like 
like the trailer's own like narrative structure, but just like what now we feel about the movie because mm-hmm. like a trailer came out. I don't think I feel any differently about it. It's like just like you said, we're gonna see the movie. Uh, it probably won't live up to the expectations like of just saying the words Han Solo origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's had so much like tumult and and just issues with its filming that I'm glad it's just finally here. And I don't know. Uh, I, I'm I'm moderately excited to see Donald Glover be Lando. Yeah, um, me as well. I'm, I hope that the character Amelia Clark is playing is. Uh, fleshed out and more than one dimensional or two dimensional, mm-hmm. um, and we'll we'll see. I guess what Woody Harrelson can do. You know, it'll be typical Star Wars stuff. Like there'll be some really adorable and funny um, robots that we like because and of it the seems funny like the one is being have. played by the very very funny uh, that Phoebe Waller. Oh, that's right, Phoebe just, Waller. It sounded Ridge. like she was the robot in that trailer. That's true. I didn't see her at all. I was yeah. I was thinking I was wondering if she was doing like the Gwendolyn Christie like either behind a mask for the bad guys or or that sort well, of thing. it's probably but it's probably copying off the success of the K Alan robot. Tudyk yeah, as K two S O. Yeah, they're yeah. probably like there was a really funny robot that got a lot of blog posts in that Rogue One. Make sure you got a funny <laughs> robot. Oh, Get me it's another a lady funny... robot. Oh, you telling me this lady? That's that's great. This lady for does the, robots. That's great for those millennials now. In all seriousness, no, uh, though uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge is uh, Fleabag is a very funny yeah. Show. Fleabag is a hilarious show, which is I think season two of that is out. Mm. Um, we should talk about that at some point on this podcast because yeah. season one was like <laughs> funny and like dark as hell and like heartbreaking at times and like way too real so i'm very excited um to see phoebe waller bridge like getting more roles and doing more substantial things and you know hopefully she gets more opportunities to be a inspiring young creator out of this or or actor or whatever she wants to be there's a lot of talent in this movie yeah there's let's hope that they weren't just relegated to the sidelines yeah um i would i would hate to see just like woody harrelson doing like basically the guy from Adventureland for like half the movie like telling Alden Ehrenreich what's up and how to be a smuggler and how to be you know uh, against the you know a law breaking bad guy or whatever but yeah I'm gonna see it it'll probably be pretty good um, I want to ask you um, do you think the trailer was good do you think I it think spoiled? the trailer was good do you think it spoiled some stuff because there's one part where it, yeah, they aligned a word with a shot and I was like, uh, I think you just spoiled something for me there. Why don't you just go ahead and do, should we should, should we say? Because I didn't catch it, so I I am I I, I am very willing okay. to be spoiled. Um, but okay, so well, let's say if anyone is listening and doesn't want to be spoiled, doesn't want to be spoiled trailer, by a Kevin Hill theory. Sp- skip sp- ahead maybe, a minute. Yeah, skip ahead like thirty seconds to a minute. Yep. Starting now. All right. So there's like a shot where. Uh, Woody Harrelson voiceover is saying like, "Be careful, cause everyone you know will betray you." And when he says "betray," Amelia Clark like walks off the ship. Oh, okay, I do remember that. So I and I remember thinking the same thing. <laughs> really? Well, then there you go. Yeah. I, mean, I just plucked it out of your subconscious. Yeah, you did. It was in there. But uh, so yeah, that's my theory, and I, that's something I hate with trailers is when they like suggest something. Yeah, uh, they're they're yeah. just trying to 
they're trying to tell yeah. like their own if a trailer yeah. goes too far and like tries to be too like art house and like actually tell a story mm-hmm. in like you know a minute and 45 seconds it can go too far yeah we d- we it's it's like just shows a couple of teasery images all show within us, the first two acts. Do not yeah. show us anything in the third act. Yeah. Show us some some cool lines, some totally inconsequential bullets flying, um, you know, characters being happy to see each other, and, and a fucking title card. Exactly. Excuse my French. Oh, jeez. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I have any more thoughts about it. I'm excited to see it. The trailer, I would say, was good and successful. Um you you showed me something earlier today that we thought was kind of funny. We were like, we were like, the solo movie experience has gone through so much like hardship at this point that it almost feels like a little bit of a punchline in and of itself. So yeah. like joking about anything that comes out about the solo movie seems very easy. But you, why don't had, you tell me what you what you've made? Well, there's a lot of controversy about Alden Emmerich's Alden Ehrenreich. Alden. Aaron Reichs. Jeez, I don't know where Emmerich came from. Um, but uh, his acting, because apparently he like got a dialect coach and an acting acting coach really? to like help him. And I remember that there's a lot of like buzz that like he didn't say a word in any of the other trailers. That's and true. We've just finally heard his voice now. And uh, weirdly, <laughs> I thought it sounded like uh, Phil Dunphy from Modern <laughs> Family. <laughs> <laughs> like one of the best characters on, on on like network TV. Yeah, and but he just has that Ty Burrell has such like a distinct like voice. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it's hard to do Harrison Ford's voice, I guess. Yeah. But there's a way to do it. It's grisly and like annoyed. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a little and, bit and, punctuated. And the voice wasn't what I expected. No. And I'm just kinda like listening to this and I'm like, is this like Phil Dunphy? <laughs> so I made a little comparison. Just thirty second audio clip. Yeah, it was. Ver- it's very good. We're, we'll. And I think uh, we should just play for our yeah, listeners. We're real gonna quick. play it. I waited a long time for a shot like this. I want you to know, I'm not enjoying this. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Never be afraid to reach for the stars. I got a really good feeling about this. I can't do this. The point is, you're scared. Since when do you know how to fly? 190 years old. <laughs> You look great. Always look people in the eye. Even if they're blind, just say, I'm looking you in the eye. <laughs> Johnny, you'd already, already seen, seen that seen earlier. That. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know whether to come back in laughing or not. And that we was completely with... staged. And yeah, it was a staged laughter. <laughs> Comedy. <Such> love it. <laughs> Anyway, yes. So that is that's something I just made at work real quick uh, because I thought that was a weird thing. And I hope email us at kickingstreamingpod@gmail.com. Yeah, <laughs> or reach out we to us on Twitter. haven't done any other shoutouts yet. Hit us up on our platforms on our on our. Maybe we'll put it we'll put it up on Twitter and see if we can get some uh, reaction. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, tweets. that's yeah. actually great. We'll uh, we'll try to get that around on some places because it is funny. Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed it the first time watching it. It's 25 a, minutes ago. It's one, just one of my weird observations. <laughs> and it's going to be hard. I hope it's the movie... Cut, man. I hope the movie is uh, <laughs> strong enough that it doesn't make me think about Phil Dunphy just the being whole like... The time. Oh, Millennium Falcon? Oh, <laughs> uh, I can't... I'm not yeah. going to try to do it because I can't do it that well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one thing that we decided we wanted to end on today. A little piece yeah, well, that feels we couldn't victorious avoid it. and... 
and like a little bit of slice of hope for our uh, our sort of relatively progressive liberal left leaning um, sort of stance. Uh, Paul Ryan has announced that he will not seek re-election oh in the God. November 2018 midterms. It's it's a lot of emotions with this. First of all, I mean, I think he's doing a coward's way out. Oh, of course he of, is. Of conservative, moderate point of views. He, like, is... And I get it if he's like, I want to spend time with my family, you know, but, I mean, it's like, great. You're going to go home and see your kids graduate from high school and then once they're out of there be like all right screw it i'm out and then run for president in 2020 like that's clearly what gives a quick sidebar yeah. real real quick i don't completely believe that politicians in washington really love their families that much like i kind of don't buy it would you really want to go through all the stress and awful shit of being a congressperson in washington dc if you're from if you're a a congressperson from Missouri. I mean, you're either moving your family to D.C. And he didn't. His family is all in Wisconsin. He just right. flies home on weekends. Right. So, like, you you love being a politician. You don't love your family that much. Mm -hmm. well, obviously, for, for some, depending on their viewpoints and their stance, their family is... Could you be... Could it, they be in it for the, um... What's what's that the, green the, thing that's like papery? It's either power or money, and I don't oh, know which I would yes. which I would respect more. If all the politicians came clean and, and told us what they wanted most in life, I don't know what I'd respect more: someone who said, "I want, I want political power," or someone who said, "Oh yeah, I like money. I well, want money." Then, if that's the case, like, why is Paul Ryan all the time just like he's still complaining that he's Speaker of the House? Like, he's still like. Everybody knows I didn't want this job, and heck, some days I still don't. And it's just like, but you took the job. Yeah, it's like exactly. It's gonna be a curse. It's gonna be a cursed it's, office it's from weird now on. Too, a Republican yeah. Speaker of House for the next hundred years will live completely tortured, battered lives. John Boehner, like in the months before he left his post, yeah. was like miserable. But imagine if you were like promoted like the CEO of like a company. And every day, and in every press conference, you run around saying, everybody knows I didn't want to be the CEO of this company. <laughs> How it's just like, so you don't really care about your cause, I guess? That's like, abdicating his you... responsibility is what that is. Yeah. He doesn't it, have to uh, yeah. actually speak up for the moderate uh, conservative base when Trump does ridiculous shit yeah. like tweet at Russia. And he's clearly masking being time with the family for... Uh, nationalist Republican and Trump fatigue. Yeah. And fatigue that, you know, Democrats are definitely now rallying on a platform of just anti-Trump. You know, I, I have problems with the Democrats because sometimes they just never have a clear platform other than yeah. just being anti-Republican. And I mean, I think it's good because we do need to rally around Trump. And it's, but yeah, uh, so it, it remains to be seen whether that will actually like be enough to get us control of mm. congress as uh, but, yeah um as we would hope to in november and just saying like yeah we don't like trump like, well do like, you think paul ryan resigned more from uh fear that he would not win in 2018 or more that he's kind of like i just have had it with trump and these i think it's trump definitely a combination of in, things in I, the house. I, I mean I think there was a shot at him losing his reelection 
campaign. Probably not a very big shot, like from at least coming from the Democrats. But I don't know that Iron Stash guy, Randy Bryce. He goes hard on on uh, Twitter and social media, and he's been in the national spotlight. So he could have done it. I don't know. Uh, it's definitely Trump fatigue, uh, not wanting to be held responsible, which he is, for his party and, and and their unified response to the things that Trump is doing and saying. Um, and it's also fatigue of, um, you know, the, the remnants of the Tea Party years, like the far right. He, well, he, I don't think there's any remnants. I think it's... Well, it's, that's pretty it's much what literally, it is now. Literally now it's half and half, I feel like, with the Republican Party. And it he has to, if he has any, and I'm just going to say from one guy to another, if he has any balls, he's going to start talking more like he feels. Well, but that, even, okay, that'd be great. I, w- I would love to see that. I want him uh, to flake it. I Ca- want him to Jeff flake it. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, so caveat before, what about, before what I'm about to say, I... I like when Republican uh, members, you know, political people, people in office are retiring and suddenly grow balls to oppose their own party or the things that, that you know, Trump and his administration are doing. Yeah. But that's that's even more cowardly than deciding to stay in office and not saying anything, I think. it's Is it? I mean... It's just going to be so, so annoying to me if, like, starting next week, Paul Ryan starts, you know, puffing his chest out a little bit and being a tough guy on, like, some of the things Trump says he wants to do, like, legislative-wise. Because there are going to be people that are like, oh, welcome to the resistance, you know? (laughs) And it's like, no, this dude's a shitbag who, over the past eight years, has stolen from the poor and given to the rich— None, like, none as bad as in the past year and a half. And if anybody gives him a break for whatever he does between now and when his sorry ass walks home to Wisconsin from from D.C., like, I don't, I have no time for Paul Ryan, like, any kind of redemption story for him. Fuck, fuck that guy. Yeah. So glad he's leaving office. I am as well. I mean, he really, it's so funny, too, that he was, like, he was supposed to be like the freaking. Uh, he was the Wonderkind. J- yeah, Wonderkind, JFK of conservative <laughs> modernism. He yeah, just, he's a fiscal conservative. And he just, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, and he, he fucking tripled our debt. Yeah, and he was, like, and he was like the guy who was like, I want to work across the aisle with Democrats on immigration, and then his party was like. I'm sorry, we want to... Trump was like, I, uh, actually, we're going to build a border wall and, uh, you know, stop immigration. And Paul Ryan was just like, okay. Yeah, Paul Ryan's like, like uh, the president speaks for uh, yeah. the party. Whatever he yeah. said yesterday is what you can he, expect he us to He joined Mitt Romney behind. in 2012 because he was like, Mitt Romney's like... First of all, Mitt Romney never had a hardline Republican position when he ran his life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Mitt Romney was like this liberal Republican when he was governor, and then he was like, I, you he was know. Like, oh, shit. Oh. Um, <laughs> I gotta not like gay people and abortions? Yeah. yeah I, Actually, no, no, he was I, never big on abortions. I never, uh, you know, uh, did very universal health care in Massachusetts. I don't know who told you. Yeah. 
But then he brought along Paul Ryan because he's like, you know, I'm going to start trying to have these hardline Republican positions, so I'm going to bring in this guy who can work with Democrats. And then they released the photos of Paul Ryan doing P90X, and everyone's like, oh, he's kind of like, cool. Oh, he likes Metallica, dude. Oh, he's kind of cool. And then, you know, that faded out. And then John Boehner, you know, you know. John Boehner was like, yeah, I hate my life. Uh, yeah. Somebody, please. I love that gif of him in the elevator when he just goes, oh. Have you seen that? I don't know if I've seen that. When it was like after a like long day of legislation, <laughs> this was a camera that was stuck stuck on the elevator and John El- John Boehner gets into the corner of the elevator and just goes, oh. <laughs> I mean, that's me at 6.15 <laughs> every day. But. but then, so of course, they bring in Wonder Kid Paul Ryan. He's like, I'm going to work across the aisle. But then this one third faction of his stupid house that he's supposed to get Kevin McCarthy and Steve Scalise to whip up for him on stuff is like, no, we actually have these hardline positions instead of, you know, and then Paul Ryan's like, wait a second, maybe we should just spend the second Obama term just trying to not allow Democrats to achieve anything. Yeah. What? I guess let's do that. And then he totally forgot about working across the aisle and then just basically waited until there was a Republican and then was surprised when it was the, crazy nationalist you know donald trump and then he's like oh well we can use this guy as a meat puppet to sign anything (laughs) and then so he's like i know what i'm gonna do i'm finally gonna achieve my tax you know my great big tax you know thing that americans will thank me for in 40 years at the fucking kennedy center yeah and then but he doesn't realize that taxes just like change between you know it's not like the civil rights act he got passed (laughs) he got passed tax reform that's just either gonna be worsened by nationalist republicans if they hold on 2018 trump wins again 2020 or it's gonna be repealed by democrats if they win in 2018 and 2020 like he thinks like this. That his, was probably like his crowning achievement, honestly, yeah. and it's really sad. Yeah, he's like, oh wait, yeah, I can I can leave now because I've I've changed the tax code forever. Well, spoiler alert, we just changed taxes based on the administrations. Yeah, shout out to the IRS. I got a great tax return this year. <laughs> I got a whole fifty eight dollars, which I can now spend within an hour and a half at a bar. Thanks, Trump. It takes Thanks, you an Paul. Hour Ryan. and a half to drink sixty bucks. Well, I'm treating myself because the government gave me back money. Talking vodka martinis, bro. I'm talking the cocktail. I'm not skipping past that to the beer and shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. $6. You got to go like at least one like cocktail mm-hmm. first before you get into the beer I'm and shot I'm getting three cocktails drunk and throwing up. All right. <laughs> and still having, still having $7 left because I got more money on my taxes in this one-time offer instead of, you know. So if you've already puked in the bathroom of a bar... Don't. And you have seven dollars left. Mm-hmm. Do you use that money for food on the way home, or do you use it for one last beer and shot combo? Uh, that's a decision you're gonna have to make on your own, and you're gonna. You can ha- only make it in that moment. You're drunk. Well, and if you've already stuff, thrown up, stumbling out of the bathroom, yeah. saying, oh, "Oh, sorry," to the next person in line. But it's just I, I it's it's. Are we going back to Paul Ryan? I from want that? to. I'm, I'm <laughs> still him, and bits won't get. It's gonna take a lot of bits to get me to stop ranting about it. it, it he's just—he's such a flip flopper, and, and it's all these. That sounds like a, a substitute for a really bad swear even, word. He's, he's such a flip flopper. He's like, 
he's like Crocs when they first came out. People are like, these are kind of cool. And then everyone's like, no, don't. Jeez, no. Oh, God, these are so cheap. <laughs> and it, it, he's just a, you know, son of a bitch that thinks, you know, I'm done with politics. I'm done with this. As he whined and complained about a position he could have actually taken responsible and worked towards a better Congress. But let's not forget that while he was Speaker of the House, Congress has had an approval rating of 0.19%. Yeah. He's not a noble man. Yeah. He, he's not a good person for, for what he's done. He's a very, very bad, shitty dude. Mm-hmm. And he will uh, tries, he, wa- he wants people to, like, look at him as this, as, you know, what he was when he was the vice presidential candidate. And it's become quite clear over mm-hmm. the past couple of years of his speakership that he's not that. He's a spineless sycophant mm-hmm. um, who will just say whatever he needs to say in order for no heat to come from the right side. Yeah, because he's just afraid of, he, he, he allowed the faction of, because he tried to, you know, back away from Trump in 2016, but now he's just now allowed the, you know, faction of that Republican Party that's less, uh, you know, global and more just nationalist and, you know, spending money and the the, the type of people who are like, there should be no national endowment of the arts. <laughs> you know, that's a million dollars we can cut there that goes to NPR, but let's not at all touch the, you know, any money of the richest one percent defense spending taxes on the rich 2.5 percent of the one percent that if we increase taxes by five percent we could save 700 million dollars a year but no 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 it's you know the real cutting is in npr so it's just education yeah and so it's just you know defense and uh our you know private jets when we have a cabinet position that's all you know it's in summation fuck paul ryan good riddance Mm mm-hmm I hope you go to Wisconsin and freeze. I hope your kids do well in high school and they get into a good college and then you are like, well, I could maybe get back into the spotlight and run for president in 2020 and then I just want to see you just suffer at these freaking Fox News debates and poll in Iowa only get 64 votes in the Ames straw poll and I hope that you... you think he'll run in 2020? Yeah. Oh. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you cash money he's like oh i want to spend time with my family and then he'll you know like i said just that's a true sack of shit move yeah i want to spend time with my family and then i plan i want to eventual president watch him before the primaries even actually begin realize that what he allowed his republican party to be is just like a sectional fraction of you know crazy hard line uneducated you know i'm with you not even tea party anymore just crazy you know Trump Republicans, and I just want to watch him at those debates just suffer as his moderate opinions he now wants to He'll bring back He'll be standing in the middle crumble. taking fire from both sides, and yeah. it will be beautiful. Yeah. Well, uh, we won't go any further. Maybe we'll save a little bit more of our ammunition for another day uh, yeah. or any other kind of fun political stuff that goes on. If um, you have a, a politician you want us to look into, yeah. email us at kicking Give us really just five. any public figure you, us you just, want us to research and us make fun of. Let us go on a of. John Oliver 20-minute rant please. about just one person. About please. anything. I'll, I'll, I'll go off on topics. I don't even need people. If someone just tweets us I hate a, uh, or, or, or <clears> emails us, uh, just a topic to go on. I'll do my research. I I'll do like, an hour's worth of research I and just like go off. I would like to go off. off on Brian Fitzpatrick, the current congressman from uh, my hometown PA district, 
who didn't even live in PA. He lived in California, but he was the brother of the former congressman, and they just flew him into Bucks County, P Pennsylvania, and was like, run on the Republican ticket. And he's like, okay. <laughs> that actually is what he sounds like. I heard him speak yeah, once. And then, of course, my silly, silly town that has some really good Republican people are just ignorant, too. A puppet. Another meat puppet. But this time with less opinions. Hashtag meat puppet. That's the band Kevin and I are forming. Yeah, hashtag to in the loop that coined that term. <laughs> hit us up uh, <clears throat> on Twitter at your fave podcast. Uh, hit us up via email at kicking and streaming pod at gmail.com. That's fully spelled out kicking and streaming pod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, as a reminder, next time we are going to be watching November Criminals. So get Amazon Prime. Just get Amazon Prime like Johnny just did. Yeah, just get it. Yeah. But like a couple months ago. Just get it for the podcast on Monday. <laughs> you know, you can do a free trial. Yeah, you know. get the free trial. Create for just a new our Gmail podcast. account. Mm -hmm. Email us what you want us to talk about on the podcast, and then use that Gmail account to get a free trial of Amazon Prime. And let us know what that email is so we can like get other deals from like recruiting someone on a new email, like yep. for like seamless. We want like twenty percent off, yep. and we want like you know an extra life on HQ trivia. Yep. So like definitely like give us that email address so we can also use you as well. Mm -hmm. Plenty of apps, plenty of referral codes. Well, yeah, we'll create a relationship. Also. I just want to give a shout out. If you're enjoying us, please rate us on iTunes. It still says <laughs> like this podcast rating, right? just, still says this podcast does not have enough ratings to quantify giving it a five star rating. We have a minimum one rating mm -hmm. that was five stars. And actually, ratings do do a lot on the uh, Apple Podcast. Yeah, we'd so. love to give. I mean, shit, give us a three if you want to. We just need the ratings. Yeah, but we'd prefer if you give we us prefer a four or five. Uh, five stars. That'd be great. Four stars would be great. Three, maybe let's talk about it. What can we improve? What can we help before <laughs> yeah, you send yeah, that yeah. submit yeah, button? Before you hit submit on three, why don't you just email us first? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll change for one review. We'll, we'll change, change for you. We'll, we'll change our entire thing. We'll turn into thing. a brony podcast if that's what you want in order to get a five-star review. We won't even talk about movies or politics. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm willing to make a complete pivot. We'll turn into a Jane Austen book club. I we would will, gladly. Yeah. This is the outro... Uh, <laughs> this yeah, is the longest I've thrown the history of Please play the outro music now. Please. <laughs> yeah. All right. Goodbye, guys. Goodbye. <laughs>